0: Hello and welcome to the Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 37. Um, Let's see, today we are going to be talking about some neat stuff, but before we get into that, let me go over my regular preliminaries. If you want to find my website, please go to Hugenhoff.org, that's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. There you can... Subscribe to the RSS feed, which I suggest, and you can also email me, and that email address is hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com, and that is on the website. Also, I want to mention our network partners, Northern Runes Radio. You probably found us through them, but if you haven't heard them, please check out their website, which can be found uh, at northernrunesradio.com, I believe. And that is linked from my homepage, so you can find it there today. And today we have two guests. We've got Alexander and we've got Stephen Oaks, a.k.a. Lore. You have a book on the Amazon store. Would you like to tell us the easiest way to find that? Well, I mean, there are two ways, really. You could go to stephenoaks.com.
1: That's Stephen with a V and no E on the Oaks, just O-A-K-S. You can go there, or you can type that into the Amazon uh, search engine there, and you'll find my books there as well.
0: Uh, what's the name of your books? I have four
1: books out there, three's in one series. Uh, I have Death Ship, Starship, and Warship, and that's all in one series. Those are science fiction, so if you're into that, you can look at that. Uh, and then also have the poetry book, which is um, Horizon, a year of poems.
0: Yes. So, that's what I have. And I... I very much enjoyed the Horizon Year of Poems book because mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of poems. So yeah, everybody out there really do take a moment to check those out because uh, Steve spent all the time writing them. So, and I mean, they're good books. So check them out. See if you like them. Leave a review. Thank you. Anyway, let's get on to today's topic, which is going to be technology and Ossetro. So I'm not exactly sure how this goes. I've Made a couple notes. I didn't, like, take notes because I'm horrible at scripting things. I just made a couple bullet points. Now, we are sort of exempt from this category. I don't think the Hugenhoff podcast or Alexander or Lore or Steve, but I've called you Lore forever. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't fit into this, and Dan from the Northern Runes Radio definitely doesn't fit into this either. We're all kind of tech-savvy. Not like we're brilliant computer geniuses. Speak but for yourself. We, well, <laughs> except for more. No. We, we like technology, and yeah. we use technology, and it's a big part of our life. But I feel like there's kind of a current against technology and also true sometimes. And it could be because I'm a technology nerd, and when somebody doesn't understand, you know, A decent amount of technology. I just assume they're incompetent. But I really think there seems to be an underlying current where a lot of Austro people are behind the times, technologically. So, I don't know if you guys see that, because you're not on the list as much, but do you see that, and why do you think that is? I've
1: glanced through uh, a bunch of different forums and such, and it's, well, if you're on a forum, you're obviously not that far behind. Yeah. And I think there's a good reason that they have that particular stance is because technology is less important than family and taking care of, you know, yourself and others. Mm -hmm. However, I do see that we're getting to the place where without, you know, the modern technology, you're going to fall behind and not have the means to take care of your family anymore.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. But
1: I think the stance is originally that this is not as important as doing this other stuff.
0: Well, and I suppose that makes sense. I feel like Auster has always been about ancestors and our past and our history and those that came before us. I wonder if we look to that to the extent that we try to emulate it. We Mm. try to become our ancestors and act like our ancestors would. Which, by definition, would make us technologically behind everybody else, Mm -hmm. because our ancestors didn't use computers, so we shouldn't use computers. Our ancestors didn't have smartphones, so we shouldn't have smartphones. The only religious practice that
1: comes to mind that really does that, that's vaguely mainstream, at least everyone knows about them, is just the Amish. And they, they reached a certain point of technology, and they're not going beyond that. And... That is what they want to do, and if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But you are becoming susceptible to all sorts of different things. You've ostracized yourself from the rest of society, almost, to the point where I think the majority of the Amish community have some sort of genetic defect, if I recall correctly.
2: There are genetic problems that run in their lives. Is it?
1: Is that what it is? Because, you know, you only really... You're also Or, you're also, I'm sorry, you're Amish, Right, and so you only marry Amish, and there's
0: yeah. not that many of them. Yeah, and that does lead to some problems. And I know there are certain groups which I'm not—I haven't studied them enough—and I think it's kind of rude to call them out. But maybe that's this group—that's the bad ones. Mm. But who go more towards the isolation side, mm. where we should act like our ancestors dead. and just and be we tribal
1: should, in nature.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, tribal's a weird word because I've heard so many people define it in so many ways, but the common sense definition of tribal, like like yeah, we're going to just communicate with our little tribe. We're not gonna communicate with other people, we're gonna be very close knit. So Amish. In essence, yeah, yeah. And and the idea is Um The world that we live in today is very Christian. I mean Yes, to a to a pretty large extent, we have to admit that. So the idea in the is
1: the North American region, mostly. Yes, yes. It's, there, it's South American too, but the rest of the world—it's eh, not it's really a little different. In the rest of the world, but you're most right. of the world knows the Christianity at least, and that there's a, a group of people that you would know and recognize as Christian, even in Japan.
0: Right, right, exactly. And I think we're kind of moving away from that, mm-hmm. um, the, more towards an...
1: Well, more towards atheism as far as I I can tell. Uh, The studies that I've seen was that the American populace is even going uh, towards that way. The younger generation are kind of disenfranchised and they Mm -hmm. don't really believe in that. And then they go out into the world and they
0: become atheists. I mean, I think we've all been through the process of being disenfranchised with Mm -hmm. Christianity Mm -hmm. and for a period of time, certainly organized religion in general. Well, actually, religion in
1: general—you uh, know—define de- organized. Because if there's like a head and you have yeah. to follow it, that would be what I think of as an organized religion. If there's no head and you're just a group of you know mutually respectful people, and there's there might be a guy mm. up there who happens to be you know first among, not even first among equals, just an equal who just someone's got a guide you know right, someone right. leads when you do something sometimes and if if that's the case i don't see that as organized that's just a group of people getting together
0: okay and that's what okay. i
1: call what we do yeah. i wouldn't say this is organized and i don't see anything wrong
0: with not being that organized Yeah, I think however you want to approach it, it's fine. If you want to be more organized or less organized... I don't know. I I do have a problem with organized because that can lead to...
1: Like, even if the first persons that are organizing this stuff are completely mm -hmm. respectful and everything they do is perfect, there's going to be that next time and that next guy may not be the best. Or that next girl may not be the best person to be in that position and then the power corrupts.
0: Uh, That's true. Well, I guess... It depends on how you look at it. Yeah, if you think of, like, the Catholic Church and how it's organized, mm. one person has, like, total power. And I would not be, to- well, a lot of power, at least a lot of mm-hmm. power. And I wouldn't be comfortable there, but with most organizations, if you don't have one person has a, have a super amount of power, you know well even if someone has power everybody else can just quit and then there won't be an organization but that's so difficult
1: Uh, let's take a look at Catholicism we don't like the Pope okay say that a bunch of people don't like the Pope and what he's saying you know what has he said that's controversial now Uh, global warming's real he said uh, 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 gay people don't Go to hell or something, something, something like that. He said a couple. He's still against gay marriage, yeah. but he's he doesn't think they're going to go to hell because you don't hate the sinner, you hate the sin, is what he said, which is a good saying in the yeah. Bible, I yeah. suppose. But so if everyone starts going, nope, he's a crazy man. We're gonna we're gonna leave religion now. We're gonna yeah. leave Catholicism. Well, in your mind, you still are kind of Catholic, and you kind of just made yourself a sinner, and you're going to yeah. go to hell. So it's really difficult when you have these absolutes. Now, well, it's true. And also true. We don't really have necessarily absolutes. We do have, you know, a group
2: of, well, of the giants, and yeah. the, uh,
1: frost giants, uh, fire giants, and then we got, you know, our, our guy Loki here who really kind of
0: did some things. Yeah. We don't have divine right, though, which is, I think, the major difference between Catholicism, for example. I mm. mean, their belief is basically the Pope's, like, the mouthpiece of God. Mm -hmm. We don't have that, and I don't think we'd ever have that, and if we did, I wouldn't be in that organization. We don't have something where, like, oh, this guy speaks for Odin. I mean, that's just, that's not a thing, and it's never going to be a thing, so by definition, I believe it'll be easier to just leave groups if they get out of hand.
1: I mean, there are people that do say that uh, the gods speak to them directly, and that's fine, and we can take that, but we don't say that that's necessarily true. That's a
0: personal an ungrounded personal gnosis yeah yeah exactly and those things are good to have and healthy to have actually but you can't expect everybody else to believe that you really had them and
1: i mean you can share them if you want but it
0: doesn't it doesn't
1: mean anything other than the fact that you're sharing it may be good for you it's Mm -hmm. not going to do too much for other people because it's personal
0: Right. And it could do good for other people, but yeah, I mean... I mean... It's mostly an experience for you. The
1: good that would come from it is simply letting them know that you can have this personal experience. Well, that's true.
0: And then they will have the confidence to have their own, perhaps. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And going back to technology, hey, uh,
1: this group of people right Mm -hmm. here practicing also true without the internet... Would we be here? Well, yeah. I think that's a very fair
0: now, question to ask. We
1: would be here, but would we be also true? Because you and I, we've been buddies before uh, yeah. Also true. Yeah. As we've been hanging out forever. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> but uh, we may not have found also true. I mean, I, if I remember correctly, your brother is the one that got into it first. And then you yes. yeah. researched it. Right. Right. But that research generally in this day and age involved the Internet, right? Yeah,
0: it did. And it does. And I think he came across the group online. Mm -hmm. And that's um, why you wound up going to that Kindred. Right. Exactly. So without technology, none of this would have actually happened.
1: And I think that's uh, the same thing with a lot of Kindreds. And that's why the technology for communication really is very important to the Ossetree because it keeps the momentum growing. It keeps uh, new members showing up because without another person letting you know it's okay or that it even exists, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't practice it. I mean, when I was in middle school and high school and maybe even elementary school, I know I was jumping around order there, Mm -hmm. um, I was very interested in the Norse deities, the Norse gods. I thought they were fascinating because it's so unlike any other religion now I really enjoyed the Romans and Greek stuff too but the Norse mythology was very interesting to me and you don't really see too much of that in school so when I did it always grabbed my attention so but without the internet I wouldn't have known
0: that there were anybody still practicing this well I didn't even come across Norse mythology in school at all Um, Partially because I was homeschooled through a a lot of the grades. You may have come across that. Mm. And partially because I went to a hillbilly school where we didn't have a whole lot of diversity. I was lucky to get the Greek mythology, um, which I did find interesting. But I never came across Norse mythology at all. So without the internet, I wouldn't have found any of that stuff. I mean, like, it was in school, but it's also, like, television...
1: Okay, because there would come times where okay, I couldn't afford a TV. I know. when 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 people write things, they also refer to the past, and a lot of them refer to uh, other religions because, well, Christianity. We can't tell a story about Christianity and then pervert the story in the telling, like Samson is the bad guy or something in the story right. or something like that. Yeah. But we can do it with any other religion. Yeah. But when it pops up, I was it always grabbed my attention. I was like, oh, there's Thor. Because, like, Thor popped up in some of the uh, Marvel Universe stuff, like Fantastic Four or Iron Man or something. It's blonde. Yeah. Uh, so wrong. But at least it got the, you know, thing yeah. flowing. And, and while I disagree with most of the representation of Thor in the Marvel Universe it at least gets the the meme that there is a Thor out there, and maybe someone yeah. will become interested and look it up, and this is, again, why technology is great, right. because you can go out there and research. And that's what the whole thing is, is yeah. the technology for us, and what we use it for, is research.
0: But see, the thing that I find weird is I completely agree with everything you said, and we have such a foundation in modern-day Ossetru on technology, but look for an True podcast. Podcast mm, is mm. a great example of technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of for... Maybe it's more for techie people than most other forms of communication, but <sighs> currently running... Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's this one, mm-hmm. and there's um, the Northern Runes Radio, right. what they put out. And then there's a few other people that are networked with them. And there's a few other people networked with them. But, I mean, I was doing this independently... And when I was doing it independently, myself and the Northern Runes Radio were the only podcasts I knew about. Well, and now, since I'm part of that, wrote regular podcast. Regular I mean, there podcast. There,
1: there's been other ones, and I've gone back and listened yeah. to like the old podcasts, but they've all died off. Now, I can tell you yes. why that's the case. The Northern I don't Runes know, Radio
0: is the only one that's yeah, still going I, these days that I I, I can wouldn't find.
1: say it's because it's... It, it's because the also people are less techy or anything like that. I will say this. Okay. There's a lot of people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of podcasts, okay? Well, you're, what you're doing is you're starting narrowing things down because not everyone does a podcast, though they can. Yeah. Yet there's a finite number of podcasts, much less than the number of people in the world, okay? Well, we're, how many people are also true, though? Well, it's true. And how many people who are also true have the time or care to sit down in front of a microphone or whatever and chat about also true or the, the type of subjects that we bring up or they might think of? It, it, it progressively narrows down how many people are going to be doing this. I don't think it's that, that also true is anti techie. I just okay. think there's only so, there's a finite a number of people who have the drive to do it,
0: to do a podcast. Mm Okay. So you're saying if we could find a comparable group to Ostro, like underwater polo players?
1: Well, I okay, they would are, have only one podcast. Are there practicing as well. people who worship the Greek gods? Yeah, there are. Okay, how many podcasts for that? I would say that would be comparable. Now, I haven't gone out there and looked it up, so I can't tell you right off the top mm-hmm. of my head if there right. is any podcast related to that. But we do know that there
0: are practitioners. Yeah. Who follow the Greek gods? Well, I see it in religion a little bit. I also see it in magic, except for chaos magic, which is a huge exception. Where you have this anti-technology ideal, like most well, it, classical nature is not
1: technology. So, well, therefore, Well, most
0: uh, like I was, and I'm, I I want to get back to that. I'm just thinking that most like ceremonial magicians, mm. you know, they have everything and. Stereotypically, the stereotypes are right. They have books, and they read from books, and they do everything from books, and they don't incorporate things like the dream machine into their ritual or any other technological stuff. It just seems a very anti-technology atmosphere. You know what? How far back are we
1: going uh, technology-wise? Because having a book... From a printing press, well, yeah, bound, yeah, yeah, yeah that, I, that's that's pretty I'm modern saying, technology
0: compared to some religions. In the sense of, like, when you think about the Amish, it's like they all got to about the Middle Ages mm. and just latched onto that technology, and now there's a a, a inhibiting force to not go forward technologically. Oh,
1: I, I think I'm not saying this is the aussie true. I'm saying there's a lot of religious people not necessarily also true but mm-hmm. there I'm a sh- there probably is some because there are at least podcasters out there who do right, true, so right. there's probably going to be somebody that falls in the group that are afraid it might be subconsciously of technology because it keeps them away from their god or their religion because what they should be focusing on is their religion and not any of this technology stuff and you know I understand the mentality but It's a tool. Right. Technology is a tool. You shouldn't be afraid of a tool. Yes, a gun can kill somebody, but it can also protect you. Mm -hmm. Well, which might be killing somebody, but, you know... but still. Don't be afraid of the tool. Be afraid of the
0: person wielding the tool, perhaps. And if you're the person, wield it wisely. Okay. So let's talk about, and I think this is kind of on... I think this is very much going with what you're saying. That interplay between... Oh, wait. Could you... <laughs> oh. Don't don't look at Alexander. He's busy. I'm oh. not
2: busy. I just haven't had any reason to try him in. Oh, well, okay. you
0: pointed to him, so I thought he was going to say something. Okay, anyway. anyway. Um, and also, true nature is important. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big thing that we want to understand and be part of the natural world. Mm-hmm. Now, there has always been, and I think a little unfair, but I want to see what you guys say... Uh, competition sort of between nature and technology as if they're mutually exclusive the more technology you have the less nature you have by yeah, definition
1: i think people do fear that however i always come back to the idea that there's no such thing as unnatural there isn't because everything is natural you, yeah, it, it may take an effort to make sorta. something, but these things exist in nature. Uh, it, it is yeah. a, it is a uh, process of physics or a process of using yeah. something. It's not something that's outside of our sphere of ability, so it is therefore natural in my mindset. So, while I would not say you should, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, really, you could be able to do
2: anything during a ceremony as long as it
0: Technically, everything's natural because Mm -hmm. everything comes from nature. But if you were to... Let's just say you live in the city. Okay. Um, Your apartment's Mm air-conditioned and is heated. Mm -hmm. You never go outside because you don't like outside. You're not even... You're only vaguely aware that there's a night-day cycle. There is a problem, in my mind, with that lifestyle because you're not seeing the bigger picture of the months, the years, the days, the the calendar. Well, okay. Nature
1: quotation marks and natural quotation marks and all this stuff with the technology. If you are using technology... I have no problem with it. However, you should still be connected to the world. And the best way to connect to the world in the quickest way is to just walk out among nature, where you can see the sunrise, sunset. You hear the birds chirping. You you feel the snow or you feel the rain. You are a part of this ecosystem. You know it exists Mm -hmm. because you're experiencing it firsthand. If you lock yourself away, like you said in that apartment, you're not really experiencing the world as it is you have a filtered system just like you know we have a filtered system already using our senses but you have another layer upon right and that's not that's not giving you as much information as you might need how how are you going to go through a process of self reflection in a room where you haven't experienced a lot of different things
0: well right and and i think there's a lot of lessons in nature like you see things die for mm. example mm. and then you have to come to the realization that you yourself will die you see things go through cycles like with the plants in the spring and you know harvesting them later well, I mean, and, and y- 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 it makes you a better person because we really do follow the same cycles that nature do well, I does mean, the just simple, on a smaller scale
1: the simple act of going out fishing
0: yes yeah
1: I, love is, I I don't like fishing myself, but the simple act of fishing, you bring that fish in, you hope it's something you can eat, yeah. and then you kill it and you cook it. Yeah. That shows you how much appreciation you should have for nature, because yeah. it feeds you, it sustains you, yet it sacrifices. You have to sacrifice this mm-hmm. living thing for you to continue to exist. And once you step away from that realization, that process, you just go to the supermarket and you pick everything up yeah. and you've never experienced that firsthand thing you you don't really have the f- full viewpoint of the world there's this there's this filter in between you and, and uh, the the cycle, the process
0: of life. Yeah, there is. And you know um, I really think we should all take a little time to realize that we're killing things Mm -hmm. to live. We are causing death so that we'll survive. And even if you're a vegetarian, you're still killing vegetables. You are. I mean, those things are alive. And you've probably eaten spiders. Well, that's probably true. There is definitely something to say... There's something profound about knowing that something has to die for you to live. Mm -hmm. And to understand that fully is very important. And... Uh, That's why I think the risk, some of the side effects of technology, like the supermarket, which never used to be a thing, Mm -hmm. they do have certain dangers, because we now have the ability to pretend nature doesn't exist, pretend it's a big, happy-go-lucky world where nothing ever dies. I mean,
1: a person has the ability, this day and age, to basically never kill anything directly to sustain their own bodies, which some people would say, thank goodness I don't have to do that, and somebody else can do it for me. Heck, we, we may even be able to recognize that at some point, and no human will ever have done it. Right. Robin but Black. that yeah. takes away some of the... You know, I do this in my own mind. I don't know if anybody else does it. But anytime time I eat a piece of meat, or actually anything, I think in my head, thank you. Yeah. Thank you to that, that cow, that pig, whatever animal... For having lived, and so that I may live,
0: it is now dead. I I appreciate it. I think that's a very important thing to do. So I I do see the town side that technology can create Mm -hmm. of letting you be uh, alien, or letting you not understand that as well. But on the other side, I don't blame technology for that. I think we live in a world where we know more about the natural cycles just because we've studied them than we ever used to. Mm. We can see like solar... I mean, we can we can see um, bigger and smaller cycles going on in nature than we ever used to be able to. We can see things going on in solar systems and galaxies. We can see stuff going on at a molecular level and a DNA level that we never used to see. So I think, though, yes, technology makes it possible to ignore the natural world. It also makes it possible to understand and appreciate the natural world way more than we used to. Like, everything needs DNA to live. And just to study that and understand the complexity can give you an appreciation all that you couldn't have had all without technology. All so far known, life needs DNA. Life as we yeah. defined it. Yeah, life as we DNA defined it. To live. Life as we have defined it requires DNA. Yeah, I'm sure there's aliens out there, but you know what I mean. Um, are you sure? No,
1: you think I think mean, it's likely. It's very
0: likely. Certainly. But of course, are you I'm sure? Not sure. There no, you go. I'm
1: not. I'm not sure. Use your words wisely, sir. I know.
0: I know. Um. And well, and then you could ask other interesting questions, like what about the elves? They're not really alive.
1: It doesn't matter they if they're alive or not, the that idea exist. exists. Yeah. So therefore they exist in that fashion. So you at be, the very least, and they don't use DNA. We don't know. I've not examined okay, one.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: The, the idea DNA. the idea exists, therefore it exists in that yeah. fashion. Is it alive?
0: Yeah
2: If yeah.
1: you've defined it as alive in your mind, it may be. However, we've not experienced it firsthand necessarily. If you have and you've gotten the ability
0: to study them. Well, but I don't think you're ever going to have the ability to anything like landwides or elves mm-hmm. or even gods are not physical entities. Nor would they probably want to sit around and let you do that. No anything no, they like probably that. they probably want to let you do it anyway. Please do not poke the god with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> but DNA by its nature is a physical. Thing, so you can't really you can't so yeah non-physical entities cannot have DNA is what I'm saying mm-hmm. unless you make a special ghost DNA and I it just get really weird and complicated I just don't think it would work
1: use your imagination and anything is possible I
0: suppose that's true when you wish upon a star oh wait <laughs> sorry <laughs> but I mean to get back to the the point I think that technology can be an enhancer of well, our appreciation okay. of nature well, just as much as it can detract Well, this from goes it. back to
1: my statement earlier. Technology is a tool. Yeah. There are good things and there are bad things, but it's not the tool. It is the way that it is being used. You can use a tool for a bad thing that doesn't yeah. make the
0: tool a bad thing. That's true. You can kill someone with a hammer. You can kill you can someone with in. anything, yeah. really,
1: doesn't yeah. mean it's bad. Kill them with a spoon. You You're can. Very slow. Very I'm slow. slow unpleasant out, yes. Inefficient as well. <laughs> Inefficient as well. But you can do it. Yeah. It doesn't mean spoons should be banned. Uh, what, what is it? Knives? All knives in Britain? Something like that of for a certain size? Banned? Guns, of course, oh banned still. Oh, that seems a little ridiculous.
0: How would you make sushi?
1: With tiny knives. Oh, terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> right. Or you have a license to
2: carry a larger knife think it's, you're not allowed to take them into public. You're not allowed to carry them on you. Mm-hmm. What so if I was making sushi knives? at my friend's house? I mean, you can buy knives at a store and take them home. But I think there's like, there's boxing restrictions, I'm sure.
0: What if I just right. want to throw a sushi knife at the back of my car and drive to my buddy's house and make him or her sushi? See, this then is why... if
2: your car gets searched by the police, then see, you probably they said
1: knives. They didn't, they didn't say visualize. anything about swords. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of curious. This is my sword sushi in sword <laughs>
2: in public. This is the knife. It's a small sushi sword. <laughs> It's yeah. a dagger. Yeah, those are
1: obviously it's, probably it's banned su- as well. It's a
0: sushi dagger. Sushi oh, dagger. No, yeah. no,
2: knives aren't banned. Dirks perfectly legal. Dirks? No, yes. you're fine.
0: This It's not a knife, it's a dirk. It's Machete? Like, oh.
2: Machete. It's alright. Go
1: on. And no, I didn't like the movie. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> um,
2: tomahawks also. Legal. Oh, okay. Tomahawks are okay.
0: awesome, by the way. Although
2: frowned upon.
0: Frowned upon. Okay,
2: but that's just subtle racism.
0: <laughs> so I probably should not take tomahawks into the airport next time. I would, flies, you know, you if it's no, a stone, stone not tool, in re- it's not in Britain. They're fine here. Carry if a it's a tomahawk stone you tool,
1: want. you might be
0: okay. I feel like carrying a tomahawk to the airport would not be okay. Even well, yeah, not here, the, uh,
2: not in the airport. Well, like, like, you could walk through, through. If, if, the like, airport. Okay. okay, like I okay. keep
0: emphasizing, if it's a stone tool, you'll get through. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But anyway, back back to technology. Um, yeah, I, I think the thing to say is it's a tool and it can make things better or worse. So I think this idea that we can't... Be in touch with nature and also embrace technology as false. And I have a personal example. Uh-huh. I like going backpacking, which ever since I had Sada hasn't happened because babies. And really, you're going to take a baby backpacking? That's a terrible idea. Even with the cloth diapers, I'm not lugging around a poop-filled diaper for three days. Okay? Just I'm so shake it out. Just shake it out. <laughs>
2: so what you're saying
1: is
0: babies are anti-nature. Babies are anti-nature. anti-nature. Because they tend to die. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I like backpacking. And one of the things I do when I go backpacking, so I, I bring a GPS thing, which is a piece of technology. Mm. Now, sometimes I'll be silly and old-fashioned, use the compass and the map, because I think it's kind of fun mm-hmm. to do that. But I have the GPS as backup. Another huge thing that I do is I bring a water filtration system. Mm-hmm. That is technology, in the old days, our ancestors probably had diarrhea for three days, which yeah. is why they didn't go backpacking. And they always die of dysentery when you play that game. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Every time. Every time? You die of dysentery. Or the wagon like got carried under by the current. Yeah. Well, I just wasted all my money on bullets to shoot... Everything. ...2D, two 2-pixel two squirrels, so... Yeah. Anyway, uh <laughs> I, I think the point is that again, this is an example. Technology makes it possible for us to be part of nature. Because I think backpacking gets you more in touch with nature than living in the country on a farm. Even what? And I live in the country on a farm.
1: Have you have you walked back there?
0: I, I'm refer- I'm pointing outside.
1: Um, there's a nature. No,
0: because I think people shoot back there. Oh. Never mind that. Which I'm totally wow. fine. It's their property, and I think right. they have every right to. But I'm not walking around in a forest where I hear gunshots. There is that. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I haven't gotten to go back to the trail I mean,
1: line. you know, when I was young, uh, I, for a few years, lived with my great-grandparents. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, they had, like, a, a trail that led back into a woods that they owned. And that was very cool, because I could go out there any time I want, walk down the trail, hang out in the woods... And actually, I think stuff used to be out there because um, you'd find an old wash basin or
0: something. Oh yeah. And
1: then I come to realize that these mounds that were out there,
2: those were Indian, ma- Indian. What do they call them? Indian. Mounds? Oh
0: yeah, Indian. They're just
2: Indian burial mounds. Yeah, I think. Are they burial mounds or are they just mounds? Because there's there's mounds because there's that for you've trash. Buried, yeah. There's for trash. Oh, and I, oh, I don't know. I
0: never opened them up obviously that'd be a little disrespectful i left it alone yeah but yeah I, and i don't know alexander cuz they have both so because like
1: i wouldn't have thought about it for as long as i have i may have figured it out later mm-hmm. in life that there are such a things but you know i find arrowheads and That's just cool. kind of looking at the past because this yeah. this little wooded area preserved pieces of history through, through different times from you know the 1920s and stuff because there were stuff back there from that all the way back to the native americans that were in that area it was just very interesting i, I was found it amusing back there and also little fence all the way back filled with raspberries and oh, blackberries so i was oh, always snacking on them
2: ever lived near a farm like next to a farm, my grandparents lived next to a farm, and they would go out walking through the the uh, after they've tilled but before they've planted mm-hmm. because just the ground just constantly rocks but also and arrowheads arrowheads. things mm-hmm. would oh, constantly cool. be coming out. Yeah, and well, I always did that too. With and the and rocks I think that's another
0: example of technology with you know. The farm machinery is what mm-hmm. turning that up and it actually naturally leads into something else that I think is very important is um, archaeology mm. that is a field which has benefited hugely from technology I mean for one thing it's easier to find the archaeological articles because before the excuse me before the internet you had to go to the library the university library mm-hmm. and look up the article that you wanted to research you didn't know what it was you just randomly Mm -hmm. whatever type in whatever and hope we get something good or Or, you had to go out there and dig it up yourself or dig it up yourself or be (laughs) subscribed to one of those journals journals which are like $300 a year those journals though are more modern though well you're right the journal, the journals are almost an example of technology Mm -hmm. themselves because they are a lot more modern Um, uh, but the internet especially has opened up the ability for us to look into the past through looking up these archaeological Mm -hmm. things and also for finding sagas there's some website I can't remember what it is could even be in the link section on my homepage so (laughs) check out the link section Um, but it's got a bunch of um, sagas and lore Mm -hmm. and in the moss study in the show notes we've got a link to the Have-A-Maw, mm. totally free to le- read, uh, legally, totally legally free to read, that never used to be a thing. And was that the... Sacred Text. Sacred Text. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Sacred Text. I like that website. Like, I don't, like like, I don't
1: necessarily like all the translations that they have, no, but they I do like the program. fact that it's out there. The Hollanders yeah. one, still my favorite. Yeah, mine too. Yeah.
0: But, and it was the Vals- We did, did we do a Valsipa and have a I think we did I th- pretty
1: sure we did both. I think we, we didn't go into as depth as we did with the uh, uh, half of them all. Maybe that was that, But I think we did an episode at least
0: on the Fulcipa. Okay. Yeah. That I, that must be right. Yeah, because yeah, we did. Um, anyway, you can go out there and just type in what you're curious about and find it. So I just think it's really important, especially being ostrich, we're not big. We can't just ask a random person. We can't go to a church and get guidance. I mean, we need technology more than any mainstream religion does. And since there's
1: so few of us, like without this kind of technology, maybe some person could have come up with a, a good area with all this information yeah. and compiled it, and then yeah. then you would have to go visit them or ask for a, a copy of it Which or something like that. would be awkward. It would be awkward, like. and again... Who would know such a things exists? Exactly. Yeah. Because it is start? not like. Let's look back at the '90s, early '90s, late '80s, maybe. You would certainly not know anyone was practicing uh, the yeah. of True Faith. No. Because no. Le- let's see, where are you getting your information? You're getting your information from television, radio, mm-hmm. uh, newspapers, magazines, that stuff you're not going to see anything like that because, well, they are targeted at the majority. And the majority in that time frame, of course, was Christians. And they're not going to say anything positive about any other religion. Right. Because otherwise they're going to get write-ins and say, hey, what are you doing? I'm not going to subscribe to you anymore.
2: Now, I have a a thread to take this on. Um, Take us back to earlier, earliest human um, civilization. Okay. What do we have? Rocks. What do we do with the rocks? Smash them into smaller rocks and put them on sticks. And so on and so forth, until you get to what people think of as our ancestors, which is Mm -hmm. this, because of the way memory works and history works, we think of as a point in time in the past, and that's not true. It's a long period of time over which lots of things changed. Technology changed the entire mm-hmm. time. Say you, you, you look at the ancestors. You you look at... Say Christianity never happens. Mm-hmm. No big religion walks in, walks through Europe changing everything. You end up with the various... Cultures in Europe interacting the way they always had, with, you know, lines shifting and technology improving. Eventually, everything we have now, maybe not in the same form, but all the technology we have, would eventually have come come about. I mean, yes, there were wooden boats. But what did boats start as? Boats started as, hey, that log floats. Hey, let's take a bunch of these floaty logs, strap them together, and now I can sit on these floaty logs and only you're my butt carve, is carve wet. out And yeah. then, then you know, from that you take whole, you know, chunks of forest and make a boat out of it. Yeah, Bigger and bigger boats. Yeah. Okay, fine, that's, that's neat. You get metal. Whack metal into a thin sheet, and eventually you're going to notice if there's a divot in that, Thin enough metal, that's going to float. Eventually, the technology would have gotten to where it is now. And looking at the past as a snapshot, instead of a series of events of changes, constant changes, and evolution of technology and behavior, it's, it's unrealistic to look at it as a snapshot. It's not like that. It just looks that way because the past crunches together. We, you can't help it.
1: Yeah, because That's what technology point. are you talking about? Everyone uses a TV. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: no, no. Yeah. What technology are we talking about? Okay, a sword. Really, how did that come up? Come yeah. about? Yeah. That sword was a... a was, was probably a mineralized, stick. <laughs> mineralized mineralized <laughs> metal in a rock. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. had to figure out that you heat that rock up and you can get metal out of it. And but the, the sword doesn't
0: exist in a vacuum. It's not like they're like, oh, and sword. No, first it was like
1: a stick, and then with a stick with a pointy bit at the end, and then yeah, a stick yeah. with a with a rock at the end, and then well, very
0: first it was a rock a used rock as in a the weapon. hand. Yeah, and I mean they they do have archaeology of that just rocks that are broken in a certain way, they're sharp, and yeah. it's an all-purpose
2: tool. Oh, yeah, a little hand axe. Axe. I was actually watching something on you know, way back back before yeah. any culture or anything yeah. where it was Neanderthal and our, and whatever the hominids that right. we came from, which we're finding kind of both. Neanderthal, we do have Neanderthal. DNA. We do. Northern European people do. Well, yeah. We bit, yeah. Do. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But But it's still like 5%. Mm -hmm. Looking at the tools that the Neanderthals used, and they're a lot more complex and require a lot more... They're they're made with stone napping, and the Mm -hmm. tool that they make is very precisely made to fit a particular way in your hand and to be used for a lot of different things and requires a very difficult method of napping where you have to hit away various points along the rock and then with one final whack in the exact right spot, knock off like half the damn thing. And you're left with this okay. really useful multi-tool, which until we figured out that's what they were doing, yeah. we thought they were idiots. Yeah, And they're not. They weren't. The point is, that was technology. And I don't know yeah. where I'm going with this, but very far back technology.
0: I think technology is... Part of humanity in general. I mean, that it really is what separates us from, you know, all the other animals that don't have technology because they're losers and they don't have the new watch. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but technology really is the thing that sets us apart from all the other animals. So to ever be like, oh, when technology stops here, just seems like a bad idea. And an argument I've heard before, which I guess sort of makes sense on the surface is like um christianity came two thousand one thousand years ago depending when exactly the conversion for everybody was because again that is a time frame it wasn't a date anyway the idea is we are going to use the technology that our ancestors used before Christianity got here. So we're just going to pick up before Christianity, so we don't have any of the pollution from Christianity.
1: But you can't help
0: but, but pick up anything. Well, and we yeah. had
1: austere people. Well, we had people who still followed the the uh, the uh, northern gods into Christianity. Yes,
0: we did. And and another thing is, I don't think. That you can say, oh, this is dirty technology, or this is polluted technology, or even this is Christian technology. I don't think the internet is a Christian invention. It's a human invention. It's a human invention. Christian magic? Yes! (laughs) Sorry, I knew where he was going. Okay, I was very confused I was there.
2: trying not to say or anything about it. I
1: couldn't back. help it. I looked over at him and I had this.
2: As long as you don't comment, my facial expression means nothing to
0: them. I know, but I looked and it made me say okay. things. Sorry. Anyway, um, so I, I just... I don't like that idea that we're going to be willfully ignorant of all this technology because Northern Europeans didn't exclusively make it.
1: Okay, and then therefore you would say... If you were going to do that, then you can't take anything from any other culture either. Well, yeah. That's the and problem. And that, that is silly. There are methods to commune better with yourself and with the gods that are strictly Eastern, or they come from the Eastern cultures. Meditation and the like.
0: Well, now I. There are European meditation practices I was going to say the Europeans were using meditation as well. However, it is more well known from the
1: Eastern, and if yeah, you weren't examining it as closely, you would have missed it, and you yeah. may have shunned
0: it and and i think i think there's just that wonderful story where odin goes to jotunheim and he has that well odin goes to jotunheim a lot yeah. actually and he had that battle of wits with a particular giant and and um and in the end he got out of it by saying What did, because he is going under a false name, of course, what did Odin whisper in Balder's ear on his funeral pyre? And obviously the guy didn't know, so he got to kill him. I was like, haha, clever. But my point is Odin is going to Jotunheim, the land of the enemy of our people and the gods, Mm -hmm. so he can learn and pick up new ways of doing things and new technologies. I think we have to take that lesson, and especially Odin, as a god of knowledge and everything else, we have to take that lesson and say, look, it doesn't matter where the technology comes from. Mm-hmm. We have to use everything that we can get. Well, I
1: mean, the see, and then the comeback would go, well, Odin did save magic, too. Yeah, he did. Is it honorable for a man to do so?
0: Well, uh, you know, I think, again, that is a cultural thing. In some cultures, it's not. In today's culture, you could probably get away with it. Um,
1: Well, is that because
0: it's right or wrong to do so? I mean... Well, and and that's the thing. I think Odin's such an interesting god because he... I don't believe that he broke moral laws. But he did break social norms Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And... The question, is it okay to break social norms, can perhaps come up, but I think it's okay to break social norms. I have no problem breaking social norms. Well, I mean, in the end, I think what I get from Odin the most
1: is, um, I don't care where the information comes from. Yeah. As long as I can use it, and it's good, I'm going to to take it. It's like, there's no such thing as a fair fight. Use as many dirty tricks as you can, because it's all about winning and if they're all about winning do whatever uh, but then again of course we don't want to break
0: but but on uh, the other moral code on the other one. hand there are morals like it's all about winning so you can use your technology of better weapons but you can't swear a sacred oath and then that you're going it. to be this guy's ally and turn around and stab him in the back i mean you and can. you didn't see uh, well you can't but <laughs> would be wrong and, and you didn't see odin do things that no. were breaking moral laws you saw him break social norms mm-hmm. all the time like practicing save magic so i mean i'd say morally it's fine to do that and, you know, everybody's in a slightly different culture. If that will be accepted or not would be up to the particular culture that you're in. And
1: to me, if you made an oath not to do it, then you wouldn't. Other- otherwise, otherwise then you can whatever. do it. Yeah,
0: yeah and I, I, I think the same way. But I think that we can take a look at Odin and use him as an example to see that knowing more is a good thing, and using that knowledge as a good thing. And for those reasons, I do think that we should definitely embrace technology.
2: Agreed. And there's a concept that I think we've kind of been... I think you outright said it, but the idea of there being a closed system between... In a lot of ways, you, right now you're talking about the, the closed system of christian technology versus ossator technology and then bringing up odin and the norse gods technology as opposed to technology from the giants which you know freely sample, but mm-hmm. it's not like there's some closed system. It's, it's not like the giants went, oh, look at that sword. I'm absolutely never going to take a pointy s- a right. piece of metal and right. make it pointy and give it a handle. Well, I mean, no. there's
1: no such thing as a closed system unless they're Period. separate right. universes that never come into contact.
2: Yeah, right. and there is no closed system and even with your is why, with your nature technology divide there yeah. is no closed system because who who presumes to close the system something produced by nature
1: cuz we are produced by nature and then we produce things so mm-hmm. is an anthill natural as a house natural right is a right. dam made by man natural is a beaver dam natural are these things natural or not
0: yeah, no there's definite yeah no yeah um, no. there's definitely a there's definitely a gray area mm-hmm. um, and and yeah I, I think that's that's a good point and kind of the point I was making with the Odin yatan thing that we shouldn't try to close ourselves off because I think um, Alexander's point sort of runs into the idea that if we try to segment and be like, oh, this is evil technology, we're not going to use it, it's really an artificial barrier that doesn't exist in the first place. It's not like this is quote-unquote and technology or quote-unquote Christian technology.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. though. We're using language. Language puts barriers between the natural world and the mental world Mm -hmm. because we confine, we define, we make, we shape. With the words, with the language. However, right. a table is just a piece of wood that we put things on. Usually, right.
2: several pieces of wood shoved together.
1: Or a chair is something that we yeah. sit on. I mean, now they've got those but, fancy tables that are just one piece of wood. They look stupid. <laughs> but is that something a cat would look at and say yeah, that's right, a chair? Right. No, it's just it. it's just an object that they. Either jump lounge. Oh, not that,
2: everything is for sets. Well, everything is for sets. <laughs> yeah, so
1: everything true. would be, therefore yeah. be a chair. Is a table
2: is a or a chair. chair. They're all chairs.
1: The ground is a chair. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We we've defined, so therefore we limit. That's what yeah. that's what definitions do. So yes, you can say nature versus technology, mm-hmm. but in reality, there's no boundary. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's true, and and I think it's I don't think it's fruitful to look at it as nature versus technology, um, like we talked about. I think it's more fruitful to look at it as there are certain lessons nature can teach us. Mm. Let's learn those lessons. Well, and leave it, leave it there. Yeah, and I mean, what we're saying about
1: technology is that is a tool, but can you say the same thing about nature? Is nature a tool?
2: I think that's where you run into the... Uh, and that's the problem where the with the, the, yeah. the problem with there being a divide. Nature is a system, while technology is something we have made. It is, technology serves a purpose. Nature is a system.
1: Yeah. Now, is a beaver dam There's then a system?
2: It te- No. Is a it beaver dam is technology created okay. by yeah. beavers. okay, yeah. okay serve a purpose
0: but then again they can overlap if I find a pointy rock that is part of nature yet as soon as I pick it up with the intent of using it it becomes technology I
2: don't think it ever stops being nature it's just it's still no critical. it doesn't yeah it's Technology, both. something with a purpose exists within a system it's not separate from it there's no but there's divide. not a, there's not a people out there
1: who don't use tools. Right. Right. Like, even the most relaxed, uh, I think, South American tribe that doesn't do anything, because it doesn't really have to. They work
2: for, like, 20 minutes a day, because that's Uh, all And yet, And yet, they still have tools,
1: they still have hammocks. Right.
2: Yeah, before they had tools, they probably had to work for, like, two hours a day.
1: I know. But they still do. Yeah. So, I mean, it's natural for Mm -hmm. a human to be a
0: technology user. Because it's more efficient, yeah. Yeah. And we're just a naturally lazy... (laughs) Uh, We're a lazy species. If we can do it better and faster, we will. Yes. And the
1: best story in the world for that, of course, is The Man Who Was Too Lazy to Fail, a little short little snippet of the Time Enough for Love book by Robert A. Heinlein. And I love that little tale.
0: And I mean, d- 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 lazy gets a bad rap, and I don't actually think you should be lazy. Um, well, it defined lazy. Well, if you're going to be, okay, lazy
1: if you're just more efficient. Yeah, right. There's nothing wrong with being the most efficient Because honestly, you can
0: be. there was a process that I had to do with work, and it was dull, and it took forever. Mm-hmm. So I made an access database, and it did it for me. Yeah. I, you know, this thing used to take two hours, now it takes 20 minutes. Do they know about the process? Um, That's irrelevant. Okay. <laughs> no, actually they do. I, I did tell one person. Okay. Um, but anyway, it was because I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Because it was boring and it was hard and mm-hmm. I didn't feel like doing it, so I made a more efficient way to do it. Is that because I was lazy? It kind of is. There's but no, again, on the other hand, now that I'm more efficient and I can do that, I can spend my time on something more worthwhile.
1: The person who's the laziest... May not always win, yeah. But there's there's a, there's something to be said about the lazy person who happens to be all about doing it, getting it done right, the quickest, most efficient, the easiest way possible. Yeah. They will probably succeed, yeah.
0: And and there's again, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's like hey, I have a task to do. Doesn't matter how long it takes me to do it. So I'll might as well do it in the most efficient, efficient way. easiest way mm-hmm. And I think where you run into a dangerous type of laziness is when you're like
2: oh I just want to sit
0: around and take welfare checks and not get a job because getting up's hard you can mm. let yourself <laughs> yeah, no you can let yourself go downhill and become lazy oh. or you can be motivated to work in an efficient way mm-hmm. and that's where the hard work mentality is important.
2: Now I'd like to take this in the other direction. Okay, We've been talking about how technology, how it's, it is good, important, and useful to use technology. But then I can also see a useful idea for the mindset of wanting to not use technology when trying to connect to, to, to your ancestors. Because there is a large gap of, you know, how they had to live... And how it is possible to live now.
1: Whereas Christians have a continuous flow of mm. ages. Yeah. Whereas there was they can see a cutoff point right. for the Norse people. Uh, who followed the
2: the Norse gods to where we are at now. I can understand wanting to set up the best laboratory of thought that you can which is try to understand the mindset of your ancestors as they would have been. Which is why we follow
1: a certain pattern when we do our bloats. Mm -hmm. We have the horn,
0: we have the bully, we have the
1: stalli or the the horg.
0: You know, this actually brings up another very interesting question as to what happens when you die i mean if we're trying to connect to our ancestors Mm. when they die do they just kind of go to the next realm and do their own thing sit around wait for us to contact them or when they die do they keep developing and do they keep an eye on the physical world So my question is, if you truly had a strong connection, like a really strong connection to an ancestor who died in the 1100s, would they know what you meant when you said, well, Firefox is obviously better than Internet Explorer? Okay, that's just... That's a non-controversial question because everybody knows Firefox is better. But my question is, can the ancestors and do the ancestors
2: keep up with internet browsers (laughs) what I'm just thinking is those words what's better internet explorer or firefox and I'm just thinking of somebody who has never heard of technology thinking about uh, some sort of a net (laughs) that you explore with and lighting a fox fox See,
1: you're thinking in language again and these people, even if they spoke English from the 1100s, is what mm-hmm. you said, I believe? Yeah, I just... Their English is different than ours.
2: And... And
1: if they happen to not speak English, we're not communicating them with English. What we're communicating them with is probably ideas. Yes, but... And but I'm going to say And you can no. push an idea out there. However, if they have no reference point, no matter what idea you're throwing at them, they're probably not going to understand. But that's my Which question. is why we practice...
0: With the horde, uh, But what I'm saying is maybe maybe they're not just sitting up there chilling, waiting for someone to call. Maybe they are actively... You know, once you die, in my personal belief, you would be part of the world of ideas. Those other ideas, the meme of Internet Explorer versus Firefox, is something you may be able to come and discuss. I think it, well. it, 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 it would not matter to them.
1: Now, they may observe continuously, but... If you really, okay, if you're talking about your ancestors, you want to talk to your ancestor. You don't want to talk to this evolved thing that has sat around and watched and evolved over time and is no longer your ancestor. Because after a thousand, well, sure, but after a thousand years, they're going to have no reference point to that life that they lived, if that's what you're thinking. And if that's the case, then why do we do the Horg? Why do we do a Stalley Bowl? Uh, horn anything like that because it would have no reference point for them because they would have been around observing us for this other stuff. And this this thing right here is archaic and silly to well, them.
0: Well, I don't know. That that's why I'm asking the question. And and the other question is is the archaicness of the Horg for us or the ancestors? Maybe I, it reminds
1: us of their it. I say us. I say it I say it's for us but it's also dual if there is uh-huh. another. Now the thing is in my mind When you die, you may go to the world of ideas, you may go to a different plane or whatever, but your experiences there are related to your experiences in life because you're not going to be able to comprehend everything. And what you have amassed in your life is how you perceive and how you proceed. This is why, in my opinion, it's important to gather as much information and knowledge as you can in life so therefore you can experience and proceed further. In death. Mm. Because in the world of ideas, you are now this meme, in my experience, that's what I would call okay. it. And a meme.
2: memetic entity. Yeah, a
1: memetic entity. Yeah. And those things don't change much. They can drift. Yeah. But they have a core essence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that core essence
2: is what we build up in our life. I think that assuming you die and you go to, Mm. and you exist as in the world of ideas, then and you linger to listen to and advise the people who are still alive, I think your interest is in the people and not the trappings of their everyday life. You're going to to look at the, the human interactions of it, not at what browsers you're looking at. You're going to become knowledgeable on dealing with each other on that sort of thing.
1: You've lost your flesh. You're fully a a being of the idea world, the world of ideas. Mm -hmm. And what you relate to, to living beings, is that which protrudes into the world of ideas. You don't relate to the world. You relate to the idea. And that's all you can do. And that's all you're transferring. That's fair. In my
0: perception of what it might be. You could argue that Internet Explorer versus Firefox is in the world of ideas. It is. It is. It is. And
1: what you would do when you're in the world of ideas, you go, okay, you two fight, and then I'll tell you which one's going to win. Yeah.
0: Because I watched them fight. Okay. Okay. No, that's interesting. Um, We're running low on time, and I did want to, oh, I actually wanted to get to a couple of things. Um, I think we've basically covered all of them. Except, uh, you know how like every group seems to have a Facebook group mm. these days. For the record, we don't. I'm barely on Facebook. I do.
1: I we have a Facebook fan will. page. Okay.
0: The NRR has a Facebook fan page, mm-hmm. so you can join both of those. What's your <laughs> Facebook fan page? Uh,
1: it's a uh, I think it's the author Stephen Oaks, I think, is what it's listed as. Okay. If I recall correctly, because Stephen Oaks is already taken. Oh, I see. I see.
0: Can they find it through my... Nah, anyway, that'd be complicated. My author, author through, Stephen to, I don't know. Something <clears throat> like that. Okay. So, and I mean, these things are great. You have a little Facebook group of Austro people, and they, they're like, happy Yule... What are God, you know, maybe ask some questions. Well, it's the same as a forum. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same as the forum. Now. Um Alexander has a strange look on his face oh, I'm watching I'm the countdown. Oh jeez. <laughs> Just
1: ignore the countdown, it doesn't matter. No, it
0: doesn't. Um so what I wanna say is time's up show's over. Bye everyone. No, I'm not okay. <laughs> We're really not that uh strict about time. That's why it's a podcast. Okay, so, so my question is, with these um, Facebook groups and stuff, is there a risk that we're using them as moral self-licensing? We say, oh, I'm on the Osatru list, and... I said happy yule. So I've done all the spiritual connection I need to do today. I don't need to go meditate. I don't need to go research the gods. I don't need to go do the ed- do I don't I don't need to go read the Eddas cuz I did my work. I did my re- my religious time is done today cuz I wow. commented to Bob about yes.
1: Yule. Yes, of course it is.
0: That's what that's what Facebook does. I mean, that's what
1: you do when you see someone's birthday. You say happy birthday on their, on their and wall. And then you don't feel bad that you didn't send them a card or give them a call. Yeah, because that's good enough. You at least recognized it. Oh, wait, Facebook told you it was. Yeah. And soon you can probably gonna be able to set it up to just post happy birthday on anyone's birthday on your friend's yeah, list. Actually, and you don't actually yeah. have to touch anything.
2: I hate actually saying happy birthday on there. I never do. I, I do, do it because they know. do.
1: They
0: do it for me. And they I'm like,
2: eh. I you like know what I do? To say something, just right. not happy birthday.
0: I don't list my birthday on Facebook, and the day after my birthday, I nonchalantly mention it in a comment and see everyone panic because they didn't say hey, happy birthday. On I wished
1: you a happy birthday on your birthday. You did. Yeah,
0: that's how I know you I actually knew it was my birthday. No, That's no, because Skype told me it was your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> <in> <laughs> Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Skype!
2: Why does Skype know that? I, I don't, don't know. Because uh, it's Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft yeah, yeah. is yeah. watching you pee.
0: But I knew, I knew it was your month. And yeah. I knew yeah, it was it's, somewhere. It's well, and I, and I, I be don't specific. care if someone doesn't wish me a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sometimes it's nice when they do. Like my wife. I, I always, I, I
1: always like, like it because I'm, I'm uh,
0: egocentric and it, I like praise. it. Just seems so. <laughs> disingenuous when someone just got a thing from facebook that said hey wish byron a happy birthday and they're like yes facebook hail apple no that's a apple that's re- that's a apple. reference from something else people who listen to the other podcast will get it mm-hmm. um anyway i i don't like that and i think there's a huge th- there's a tightrope though because Using Facebook to connect with other people can be a very powerful thing where you meet new people, mm. you engage in interesting ideas and discussions. Well, I guess again, that happens. Again, it is a tool and it just depends on how you
1: yeah. use it. If you're going to call yourself anything or if you're going to do anything in your life, it takes effort. In my opinion, if you're going to refer to yourself as anything, you have to put effort into it. Mm. If you're going to be Christian, you're going to be Buddhist, you're going to be true. You're going to put effort into it. You're going to take the time to research either the history of it or practice meditation, I suppose, or prayer if you're Christian or something. But you put effort into it. Maybe you go to church. But I don't actually consider that much work because you're not doing it yourself you're having someone else tell you
0: I mean if you're a Christian you should be reading the Bible and trying to understand it Yes, and if you're Austro you should be doing meditation if that's your thing Mm -hmm. or you should be reading the Eddas and trying to understand those stories Eddas, sagas. and I guess we have gone just a couple minutes over time um, I guess my big thing here on this particular side topic is a warning that Mm -hmm. Just because you're part of the Facebook group and you say hi on the online doesn't mean you've put in your time. You however, still have to do the work.
1: However, I do respect those people who pose questions.
2: Yeah, I do. Good,
1: do. thought out, yeah. well posed questions I do have respect for. I do read them yeah. now and again, and I do look at the comments. I don't usually jump in because you're free to think any way you want mm-hmm. to think. However, if your comment is, I just, I don't like that, that's an opinion. That's perfectly fine to have. But if you don't back it up with anything, you haven't really done too yeah. much. You haven't put any effort forth into it. And I want a little bit of effort. No name-calling, though. Yeah. Because that's no.
0: not effort. That's easy. Well, and there's, uh, in Austria, um groups, sometimes it comes up where things just become petty squabbles, which is something that definitely should not be the case. I mean, let's... We can disagree, and I, I encourage that. But oh, let's absolutely! All be civil. disagree. Everyone yeah. disagree. I don't care.
1: Be be well, upset. Be, civil. be upset. Disagree. Yeah. Dislike the other person because they have an opinion different than yours. However, yeah. if you actually wish to, maybe at some point in the future, change their opinion, or you know, it's good to change your opinion from time to time. So allow yourself to yeah. be yeah. mobile in thinking. Just keep it civil, peaceful. Yeah. And just be at ease, because no one's attacking you when they say that they don't agree with you. What they're doing is they disagree with that idea. They don't hate you. They right. hate the idea. The idea may be wrong that you have, or it might be right, so do it civilly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's important. Um now again, I don't want anyone to feel rushed because really we don't. We've actually been short the last couple of shows. So a couple are you sure? Minutes. Because I thought you started it and it said eighty-five minute countdown. Oh, certainly not. Mm-hmm. Could be, I don't know I'll find out in the editing (laughs) I will just edit out every time someone disagrees with me Or says Ah, something non-flattery I'll just edit that part out Absolutely
2: Or just all of the ums and uhs No, that's actually way too much work
1: You know what, I've I've edited a podcast Where there was silences Uh, Random silences I worked out a process but the show sounded really weird, <laughs> very clipped.
0: Very clipped. Okay.
2: I will probably
0: not do that sort of in-depth editing. Uh, but I'll start with you, Lore. Go ahead and give me what are your final thoughts on this whole technology business?
1: Um, it's just technology, man. It's a tool. It's a tool. Use it as you would. Um. Don't don't shun it simply because it's more modern. It may not be something that you're used to, but that doesn't mean it's not useful. So, you know, go ahead and give it a shot. If you don't like it, you don't like it, you know. But we're in a day and age where computers and uh, the Internet and all this stuff, and if that's what you're shunning, you're going to have a more difficult time in life. Because it's, it's it's happening rapidly where you can't really get anything done without it. You can't communicate to anybody. Like, I've applied for jobs here recently, and you really can't go in there in person and do it anymore. You have to do it online. You can't talk to anyone at the store or anywhere else. You have to do it online. So you can't go in. Just use it. Use the tool. Use the tools that we have.
2: All right. That's fair. Alexander? Uh, Technology is a useful tool. I can understand wanting to deprive yourself of it to get a connection to people who didn't have it. It's a good way to better understand them. But then you take the information you've gleaned from that little experiment and then you apply it to how you live with technology. And if, hypothetically, you continue to exist as something beyond death, then it will be like old people. Old people don't learn, continue learning new technologies after a point, because what's the point? Technology is a tool, and as long as that tool continues to be useful to you, you're going to keep learning how to use it. Once it stops being useful, or once you no longer even have the time to learn it for it to be useful, like, you know, a lot of technology would be great for older people, but. There's just not enough time left in their lives to make it useful. And if you're dead, you don't need squishy technology, or the, the technology made by the squishy part of you. If you're thoughts, you don't need technology. It, it serves no purpose, and it would serve no pet purpose to pay attention. Even if you live in the world of ideas, the idea of Firefox and Explorer is irrelevant because it's not useful to you, and it wouldn't be useful to you. So, and there's no magical divide between what's natural and unnatural what we made is what we made because it's useful and nature is a giant process that we happen to be in
0: okay Um, I think I pretty much will just agree with the underlying sentiment that we've kind of been going through here that technology is a tool Uh, I will caution people against the moral self-licensing of, oh, I'm on a Facebook group, so I'm doing good and I don't have to work myself. But I think technology is a really great thing. And very much in that vein, I want to call out anybody who wants to make podcasts. Email me or um, Dan from the NRR, because we're actually interested in getting a couple more podcasts on the network. And before we go, Steve, if you could tell people where people... I'd find your book one more time sure you can go to S-T-E-V-E-N-O-A-K-S s t e v e n o a k
1: s.com and you can also search for me on the amazon bookstore um, the first book you can get as an ebook but it is also a hard or it's not hardback but it's also a physical copy the rest of them are ebooks though so if you don't have a way to read that then well not so useful but i still would like anybody to uh, like my facebook page speaking of the Facebook pages your author page uh, it's my author page it's a okay. uh, I'm, I'm fairly sure it's the author Stephen Oaks so
0: hey okay. any any new like is welcome okay that sounds good and if anybody had any feedback please let me know just send that to hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com and I want to thank Alexander and Laura again for being on I thought it was a good conversation so thank you both yeah And everybody else, I feel like I always forget something in this ending thing because I've never taken the time to write it down. But check out my website at hugenhoff.org. Check out the NRR's website at northernrunesradio.com. They've got Facebook pages and stuff that you can like, and you can follow their RSS and get all of the podcasts on the network, including my own. So if you want to have just one RSS, you can follow them and other than that I think that's it so everyone thank you for listening and we will see you next month Fra Hale Fra